sometimes with the time change, we get a little mixed up. Uh, Maybe you stayed up a little later, uh, maybe to watch Alabama get beat. I am an Alabama fan, but yes, I stayed up a little bit later to watch that. Or maybe you did wake up on time this morning. Our problem was we forgot to set our dog back, and so our dog got up regular time uh, this morning. Uh, But I am thankful I got up early this morning because uh, that's when I figured out I was needing to speak. Um, So uh, we'll we'll, uh, get through it this morning. If you are visiting this morning, we're glad to have you here. I hope you didn't come looking for perfect people uh, because there's nobody perfect uh, here this morning. Uh, But we are trying to do what's right. And this morning, our lesson won't be full of uh, fluff. It'll just be the meat. I'm, I'm a meat eater, and that's uh, what we're going to have this morning is just the meat. And if you didn't have a chance to turn uh, in your Bibles to Ezekiel 33, I encourage you to turn there this morning. That's where we'll spend the bulk of our time. Ezekiel 33 is a neat uh, passage. It's full. That chapter is just full of neat things. In the first of the passage, in first of the chapter, Ezekiel is being told by God. Uh, is basically a story of a watchman. And after the story, he basically tells Ezekiel, you are that watchman. And I've appointed you, you're, you're to be that watchman. And basically the concept of that is he is to warn the children of Israel. Uh, he is to uh, challenge them. And that is his responsibility. And so he does that at the end of Ezekiel 33, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. And I appreciate Todd reading the passage, and if you notice the passage, we're just talking about some basic things. Two of the basic things uh, of when a child's born and we see these little ones run around, uh, the, the two main things that we get excited when they, when they do, what they do, is when they begin to talk, and then when they begin to walk. And I remember our first one, uh, Hannah, and it was one of the times when uh, she was sick and I needed to be at home, and I determined, okay, she's going to talk today. And I worked with her all day to say dada. Um, and she didn't quite do that, but later she did say uh, dada. Um, and, but we get excited when we first learn to talk and then when they begin to walk. And the reality is, as a Christian, those are two basic things. And uh, we're to talk the talk and walk the walk. And so this morning, we're going to look at this passage and what it says. We do see um, in this passage, there we go, Uh, the Israelites could talk the talk. Uh, If you look at that passage uh, in, sorry, in verse 30, it says, And for you, as for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses. And they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. And so the children of Israel were talking the talk. They were talking about God. They were inviting those that were around them. Um, to come hear the word of the Lord. They were evangelistic. Uh, and if you got your sheet, I um, uh, hope you got those this morning. I apologize it's not in the bulletin, but I tried to get some. Uh, I'm giving you the answers this morning. Uh, they were evangelistic. They were uh, evangelistic in their neighborhood. 
They were even evangelistic uh, to their families. It says that everyone uh, was saying to his brother, please come and hear the word is that comes from the Lord. Can you imagine a country, a nation, a people where everyone is saying, please come hear the word of the Lord? And that's what the children of Israel were doing. Everyone was talking about uh, God, and everyone was saying uh, the right things. They were saying the right things in their neighborhoods, and they were saying the right things uh, to their families. Not only that, they would faithfully attend the services. Notice uh, what verse 31 says. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your word. So the children of Israel were coming to the services. They were coming to hear the word of the Lord. And so isn't it a beautiful sight when people are inviting one another uh, to come to the services or being evangelistic, they're talking the talk, and they're coming together as God's people. Uh, these would uh, come together as God's people, and not only that, they listened, and uh, just like you are uh, this morning. So uh, God's people were talking the talk. They could talk the talk. Uh, they even enjoyed worship. We're, notice verse 32, Indeed you are to them, as a very lovely song, as one who has a pleasant voice and can, can play well on an instrument. So it was pleasing for them to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, they enjoyed listening to Ezekiel. They enjoyed hearing him speak. And so it wasn't, um, they weren't doing the wrong thing as far as coming, talking about the, uh, God's word and coming to the services and listen to what was being said. And you know, Ezekiel, if he hadn't had God's instruction, he might think, man, I've got the children of Israel locked in. They're all doing what uh, God wants them to do. They're uh, talking to their neighbors. They're coming together uh, in the services. They're hearing what's being said, and they're enjoying it. And so Ezekiel, from outward appearances, might be very pleased at what he's saying. Um, But notice verses 31 and 32, they were not walking the walk. The children of Israel were talking the talk, but they weren't walking the walk. Notice verse 31, about middle of the verse, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Their hearts pursue their own gain. And there's a lot of discussion as what that might mean. What I take it to mean is that they were caught up in their work, in their daily lives. And when we say and, uh, they were focused on their gain, they were focused on their work. They were focused on what goes on outside the services. They were focused on what they do from day to day. And so when they came together as God's people, they would listen and they would hear the things they need to uh, hear, but their minds, their hearts were on other things. They were distracted uh, from uh, what was being said. You know, God looks at the heart. He doesn't always see as, as man sees. If you remember 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, when, we're ta- uh, when Samuel uh, was hearing about was talking about David and appointing uh, the new king. 
We're told, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For the for man looks at the outward appearances, uh, but God, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God sees through those things, and He sees uh, what's in uh, the heart. Proverbs twenty three seven says, "For as He thinks in His heart, so is He." So God knows the real uh, person. And as he looked at the children of Israel, he knew uh, that their hearts were not with them. The things that Ezekiel was seeing might have been all positive. They were looking the part. They were coming together the part. They were saying the part. They were saying the right things. They were enjoying the services. But their heart was far from them. Uh, their hearts were not right. They were not. Uh, they would not do what they were taught. In verse 32, notice um, when indeed you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. Was the bottom line? They are hearing the things, but once they left the services and they continued out in their daily lives. They were not doing what was being taught. You remember when Jesus, at the, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your, names, and done, in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So we're told on the day of judgment that there will be many people that taught the talk, that have said the right things, and from outward appearances uh, presented the right things. But in the bottom line, their hearts were not right uh, with God. And so... Um, the point comes to us. The meat is this. Uh, that we must not only talk the talk, but we must walk the walk. So I don't pretend to know your hearts this morning. You look like you are enjoying being here. You look like you're listening. But where's your heart today? When we depart, uh, what do we do from service to service? I know you mainly from, uh, except for those that I may work with, uh, I know you mainly from coming together as God's people in the services. The reality is only God knows our heart. He, he's the only one that knows who we really are. And so this morning the lesson is a, is a personal one. As we look at these verses, we, we could look at ourselves and say, man, does this match what I'm doing. And I said at the outset that none of us are perfect people and, and my call is not for us to be per perfect people, but it is for us to walk the walk, to, to attempt to do what God says, us, uh, says for us to do. So let's look at a few things that the Bible calls us to do and to be. First of all, we must be evangelistic. Um, knows, uh the children of uh, Israel in Ezekiel were doing that. 
They, it said that everyone was saying to their neighbor, come hear the word of the Lord. The question is, are we doing that? Are we uh, doing those things? In John 1, in verse 40 through 42, we're told the story of, P- of Andrew, Peter and Andrew. And Peter was the one that publicly would get up in front and speak. Uh, but who was it that brought uh, Peter to Christ? It was Andrew, his brother, that brought him. And so you may be the person that's willing to stand up and speak. But we can't get you here unless someone invites uh, that person. And so all of us are called to be uh, the type of person who will be like Andrew and say, we found the uh, Messiah and bring that person uh, to Jesus. In Mark 16, verses 15 16, we're told uh, that Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. So our command is to go and and teach, go and preach, um, go and invite, go and talk about God along the way. And so when we talk about talking the talk, we must talk the talk. We can't just show up. Uh, Talking is part of of that. And the second thing is, yes, we must uh, faithfully attend. The passage that we're familiar with is Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let's consider to one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, COVID is, was a situation that took a toll on all of us. Um, but it took a toll on attendance. And I think what it did is it changed our mindset to say it's okay not to assemble. It's okay not to gather. We can do it in other ways. And I'm thankful for streaming. I'm thankful for, the, for those that might be joining us together by streaming. And there are times when we might be sick at home or not able to attend. And it's a wonderful medium for us to be able uh, to still uh, connect and gather. But there's nothing quite the same as gathering together and physically in person. And it should be if we're impaired physic, uh, physically uh, and cannot attend, it should be that our desire is to attend and, and to gather together and be here. And I get encouraged by you when I see you, and I hope that you do the same uh, by seeing me. And the reality is, is that part of talking to the talk and part of what the children of Israel were doing well, and the part that we must make sure we're doing well, is that we also must faithfully attend the services. But also, uh, let's look at just briefly how we should walk. How we should walk. Um, we should. We must walk humbly. Uh, Micah chapter six, verse eight. Uh, Scriptures say that he has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. You see the scribes and Pharisees in uh, the days when Jesus was here on this earth, he would rebuke them for doing things for show, doing things for show. And that's almost the impression that we get from Ezekiel is that They were to coming together as God's people when they were being there, but they weren't walking on a daily basis humbly with God. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, are we doing things for show? Are we uh, showing up here just for show? 
um, or are we doing, are we walking uh, with God, walking humbly uh, with God? Also, uh, God's word must guide our walk. Um, so the children of Israel, and in, in, as Ezekiel called them out, was saying that they were listening to God's word, but they weren't doing those things. And so when we talk about walking with God, hopefully that we're remembering passages like Psalm 119, 105, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, that we're using God's word to inform how we should walk. And that when we hear the word of God, we're not just hearing those things, but that we're uh, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Also, we must walk worthy of the Lord. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, we're told that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And so Paul called the Colossians uh, to walk, learning more about God from day to day, but to try to walk worthy of the Lord. And he explained what that meant. Meant to be fully pleasing to him. That doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. All of us have different walks. Some walks are faster than others. Some walks are slower than others. Some need aid uh, to walk. But even though all of our walks must be different, we're called to walk uh, the walk and walk worthy of the Lord. Along those same lines, we are to walk to please God. Uh, walk to please God. In 1 Thessalonians verse 4 and verse 1, Paul uh, told us, those in Thessalonica, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God. Yes, we should walk to please God. And also, we're told to walk in love. Paul also told those in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And the reality is if we love God, we're told we're going to obey his commandments. And so when we, uh, we must walk in love, Uh, Walk to please God that shows that we love God, but also walk in love and how we treat others. And then if we do so, we know that we'll walk the streets of gold. Revelation 21 21 tells us uh, that there's 12 gates, 12 pearls. Each individual gate was a one pearl, and the the, the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. And so we're given this image that if we walk the way God wants us to walk, we're going to walk the street of gold. Now the question is for you this morning, where are you? Where's your heart? Where am I? As we look at our lives, do we just talk the talk? Or do we walk the walk? As we look at our our topic this morning, are we like those uh, that were, that Ezekiel was talking to, and we come together, we put on a, a smile, we say the things that we're supposed to say, 
and we project the image that we're supposed to here at services. But maybe our heart's not really where it needs to be. Or maybe from outward appearance here with what we see here at Lehman Avenue, we, we may see the right things and, and think well of the right things. But are we really walking the walk once we leave? Are we talking about God along our way? Are we inviting those to the services? Are we living a life that is pleasing to God? This is one, I'm not speaking to any one, one per person, because I think all of us have areas in our life when we stumble and we don't do what God wants us to do. We don't fully walk the walk. But this morning, only you know your status. And it doesn't matter to me if you respond. It matters to you if you respond. And how do we respond? It, uh, there may be private things in your life that you need to correct. But there may be public things in your life. And it may be that you just need help and encouragement because you've been going through a tough time and you need help uh, to walk. This morning, the invitation's wide open. And it's one that I hope all of us act on. I hope that if we have something in our private lives that we need to straighten out, that we do that. But if there is something that you need help and encouragement with, I hope you won't hesitate, but that you'll come uh, forward this morning. If you haven't put on Christ in baptism, I hope that you realize that it's not just good enough to come together and show up at services and just to be here. That's commendable, and I'm not negating the fact that that's not important. We, we said that we have to talk the talk, and it's good for us to be here, but we also have to walk the walk. And so if you're not a Christian, there's nothing more important than that you could do today than to become a Christian. And if you're already a Christian but are struggling and you need the prayers of the congregation, I encourage you to come forward as we stand and sing.